Hey everyone, and welcome to Scrambling with Dylan Otto, a podcast where the listeners can hear, learn, and laugh about my life in the golf world and other numerous topics with guests on the show. Tune in every week for insight and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Scrambling with Dylan Otto featuring Loyola Marymount golfer Gavin Cohen. Gavin, welcome. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, so glad we were able to get you on here, man. And, you know, we just had previously on Mason Glinski and stuff. And it was really nice to kind of get another LMU guy on that's played with them and, you know, that has yeah. really has a lot of success right now. So we'll kind of get straight into the questions. Where are you from and how'd you get into the game of golf? Yeah, so originally I'm from Tucson, Arizona. Um, right now I'm living up in Scottsdale, but uh, got into the game probably around nine or 10 years old. Um, kind of a funny little story. Um, my dad was out on a business trip in Hawaii and the whole family was luckily able to go and, uh, oh, nice. he's playing, he's playing the plantation course out at Kapalua. And so oh, I was yeah. riding, I was riding around and, uh, hard to not fall in love with the game of golf out there. So <laughs> yeah, seriously, kind of grabbed the itch there and, uh, was it luckily able to play one, one day when I was there, obviously wasn't very good but <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Pre- pretty special spot to start my golf career and uh was able to come back home and my parents had belonged to a country club down in tucson mm-hmm. so uh, i was able to kind of pick up some sticks and go kind of nice. teach my way through the first couple years of of my career and then uh once i kind of figured that i wanted to take it up a little more seriously i i got a swing coach down there and then uh yeah, the rest was kind of history. Yeah, seriously. You know, being you're from the Arizona area, I mean, there's loads of golf courses down there. So, I mean, it's not like there's not enough golf around you. So, right. <laughs> um, so kind of talk about your high school days and stuff. Where'd you play right. in high school? How were your scores? Kind of how'd that go? Yeah, so uh, went to high school down in Tucson as well. Uh, it was a high school called Catalina Foothills High School. Um Great spot. I, I loved my high school days. Uh, really enjoyed it. I, I I played all sorts of sports growing up, but once uh, high school came around, I kind of realized that I was going to just play golf in high school. And so yeah. I, uh, I was able to make varsity all four years. Um, played, I think, every match. Yeah, I played every match in my high school career. Um, once my senior year came around, I uh, I was luckily able to actually win the state championship my senior year, along nice. with uh, with a team victory. So that was that was one of the highlights for sure of my four years in high school. And uh, yeah, I was shooting I was shooting around par. I was definitely going under par um, mm-hmm. quite a bit. I uh, I felt like I was a pretty athletic kid growing up, so I was able to kind of teach my way. Yeah. Um, how to swing swing the golf club and then yeah. uh yeah i was my i think my first event ever um it was like some par three and four course and i uh, i actually shot even par in my first tournament nice <laughs> which was uh that's which good man. i'll actually yeah forever remember it was kind of funny and uh yeah and then i ended up being able to be pretty competitive in in high school and then I uh, through through junior golf as well. I did the whole uh, HAGA, JGA Junior yeah. Golf Association of Arizona and um, was pretty competitive there. And then 
I, I committed to college pretty early. I, mm-hmm. I uh, committed my sophomore year of high school um, mm-hmm. to the University of Arizona, which was the local university uh, for me growing up. And I always kind of knew that that was the place I'd wanted to be. Um, growing up a huge fan and my whole family had gone there and yeah um, being pretty familiar with the campus and, and the atmosphere at that school uh, right right it, it felt felt right at the time so yeah of course yeah. and yeah. you know you, you committed to the University of Arizona can I talk about how you went about the recruiting process when you were in I mean you committed so early kind of mm-hmm. when did you start it and how'd you go about it yeah so uh, there was an old assistant coach at Arizona that uh I wasn't too really familiar or my parents never really pressured me into like trying to reach out super early and get my name out there. It was more so just kind of a, a game that I was very passionate about and something that I loved. And luckily for me, I was able to be pretty talented at it and, and good at an early age. So that's kind of at around eighth grade or so going into high school, the uh, old assistant coach at U of A, uh, started watching me locally and then uh once freshman and sophomore year kind of came around um I got pretty familiar with the head coach that's there now and and the assistant Mm -hmm. coach that's there now they they watched me quite a bit and so uh my sophomore year I committed um I'd taken a couple other visits I went to Pepperdine and TCU uh, two places that I was also interested in at the time but like I said earlier, I was kind of always yeah wanting to go to Arizona, and so I mean, that's home. That's home for you. So I exactly, mean, yeah. exactly, yeah. yeah. So once I got that offer, uh, it was kind of smooth sailing from there, and and pulled the trigger pretty early. And then uh, I actually got one of my closest friends in the golf uh, world, uh, Trevor Werblow, who's also a local kid nice. uh, that went to my uh, rival high school. He committed kind of shortly after I did, about a year or so. And so I was, I was very excited going in, uh, being able to roommate with him and, and play with him my uh, first first year and a half of, of college, which was an experience that I'll definitely never uh, take for granted and something that I'll cherish forever, for sure. Yeah. And like you said, you, you played there kind of for a, just over a little bit over a year. Kind of talk about your time at U of A. What was it like there? And, you know, why ultimately, why'd you make the, 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 the transfer yeah. process? Sure. Um, so my freshman year um, was kind of battling with with getting in the lineup. And then second semester freshman year, I uh, I started playing some pretty solid golf and and was able to make the Pac-12 team. And uh, I played in Pac-12 as my freshman year, which was yeah, that's again, big. a great experience. Yeah, yeah. super fun. And then our team was able to make regionals that year. So we went down to uh, Florida that year. Nice. We luckily uh, didn't have the best showing there. And uh that was kind of that. And then sophomore year came around and, um, you know, it was, it was kind of back to the drawing board. I, I started playing some all right golf. I, I was kind of struggling and yeah. kind of felt like I was maybe needing a new, new, new start. And so, uh, yeah. I kind of reached out, uh, between first semester and second semester of my sophomore year to, who you just actually didn't uh, podcast with Mason Glinsky. Yeah. It was a, it was a name that I had known and played with in, in junior golf. And so I reached out to him via Instagram and, and kind of was asking him how he <laughs> liked LMU and, yeah. and, all, and just 
and and if you know mason he's a pretty dang good salesman yeah so he, <laughs> he's, uh, he's a good talker man he's, he's a, a very good guy. talker so he's a classic guy he uh he kind of drew my interest to lmu um fairly quickly actually it was a pretty quick process with uh my transferring um it was i believe at the end of like literally probably the week before my finals my first semester sophomore year oh, okay nice. I, uh, I reached out, was able to get in the transfer portal and then uh, come for a visit uh, the week before my finals at U of A and came to LA, walked through the campus, talked to the coach, uh, got a night with the teammates that I am very fortunate that I have now. They're, they're yeah. great guys. And uh, so, yeah, I, I enjoyed all, all aspects of it and kind of pulled the trigger fairly quickly so I could play uh, – that spring which was again something that i was very grateful for uh, i didn't have to sit out which was awesome right. and then, uh yeah that that was kind of that and the whole transfer process was was pretty smooth sailing yeah and it, you know that's a perfect guy to reach out to you know mason glinsky yeah. shout out mason if you're listening to this buddy but right. yeah i mean I've, I've, I've just kind of known him just on instagram and following his time at lmu yeah. too and um you know i'm sure a lot of people you know, really liked the dude. So, I mean, that's great. They oh, were yeah. able to transfer, play on LMU and everything went smooth. You know, there was no difficulty kind of trying to find a school, you know, you weren't like left out, not playing somewhere yeah. for a year or a semester, you know, so right. that's great. And kind of talk about your years at LMU. You're currently yeah. there still yeah. um, kind of talk about how the years have gone and, you know, this year kind of seems like it's been a really great year for you guys and not only yourself, but the team overall kind of talk about your time there so far. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, Again, transferring in uh, second semester, sophomore year, um, we there was a kid named Riley Elms who was yeah, uh, yeah. kind of kind of the man. He was uh, someone that I really looked up to at the beginning semester uh, of my time at LMU, the, my first semester. And uh, Mason, of course, was somebody that um, I was super comfortable being around. We have pretty similar personality traits. He's one of my best friends in the world. So it was very nice being able to have somebody there that like right away, I felt like I could connect with uh, pretty easily. Yeah. yeah. And then um, the, all, all the boys here, they're, they're great. So that was, that was pretty nice. And then uh, junior year came around. Um, it was my first full year at LMU. And then uh, of course, COVID struck uh, yeah, during yeah. the spring of my junior year, which was, super unfortunate it feels like and yesterday that we got the news that yeah uh our season was canceled i felt for the seniors for sure uh one being mason who mm -hmm. was i didn't really i kind of it kind of hit me hard with mason uh that was kind of his last moments at lmu right right yeah he he brought me here so it was just kind of a surreal thing that happened and uh it was just, it was tough. It was just one of those things where you're like, wow. You, mm -hmm. you, like, you, is this really happening? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're just like, you don't even know how to react. I mean, it's something that none of us have ever experienced and mm -hmm. it's just like, ugh, tough. And yeah. so, uh, but something that I'm, I'm grateful for with the whole COVID thing, I feel like it's, uh, it's really allowed for me to kind of grasp the things I'm super grateful for and, uh, and, and allow for me to kind of work on myself for a long period of time we've had I mean we've all been 
pretty isolated. I knew at the big or this last summer, it was, mm-hmm. it was there was definitely times where I was struggling and kind of right. cabin fever was definitely a thing. But yeah, I'm sure a lot of people. Were, oh yeah. yeah, I mean it was just like that's shoot. why everybody. That's why everybody plays golf now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. It's become the national like hobby for everybody. But seriously, anyway. but uh, so then COVID ended. We were luckily able to play uh, conference only last semester, which was yeah very nice we were able to compete and stay loose and and practice with all the guys and uh we did weights which was cool and then uh this semester we are i mean kind of back to normal i mean yeah sort you know and yeah so, exactly uh, so yeah we've we've played now five five or yeah five events i think mm-hmm. and um teams captured two wins which has been pretty awesome uh we set the school record for team total uh, yeah. like at 28 under which was an accomplishment that we had always been uh shooting for and luckily i was able to capture two wins myself which was an experience uh, and goal that i always had for myself in my college careers and yeah it's been great the coach has been really pushing us to do a lot of small things that i mean you a lot of us look past like affirmations and yeah and and, and all sorts of like meditation and, and daily stretching it's just small things that i feel like have kind of built up the to uh allow for the team to have a lot of success which has been great it's been fun to be a part of yeah seriously and like you said you know you guys are you know able to capture some wins you got back i mean not only two wins for yourself back to back wins and mm-hmm. i mean it seems like you guys are rolling right now you guys got you know kind of got some good vibes going with the team yeah those couple things you're saying, you know, med- you know uh, meditation and stuff like that, kind of has that been the difference, would you say, from last year, maybe to kind of that good play this year? Or what, uh, what's been able to kind of get you guys to kind of get into the, the position you are? Yeah. So uh, I think for me, especially, it's been something that I, I've, I've heard of in the past. And my coach, my swing coach back home has preached it. And it's you, you hear it so many times and you kind of right, yeah. you kind of think, oh, I'm just like, I don't need that, this and that. You kind of shrug yeah. it off. It's ah. just oh, meditation. Like that's, you don't need that. But, <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. But now my, our coach has really been uh, honest about doing it. We have to send daily affirmations into our group chat. Uh, so everybody's staying accountable for actually doing the meditations and the affirmations, which I think is super important. And yeah. Uh, it kind of builds a team camaraderie and and uh, unity, which is awesome. And so, yeah, I think that's contributed big time to the team and my individual success and allowing for me to kind of just not only work on, on the physical aspects, but really dial in what, uh, what the pros do. I mean, the pros yeah. are doing all sorts of stuff like that. They're doing right. meditations. They're, they're doing whatever they need to do to get that their their mind in the right place and right I think going into tournaments it's super healthy and even for like moments when you're in a tournament and you're you might be struggling and being able to kind of go back to your affirmations and and be grateful for what you have it's it's stuff I mean we were talking about it this morning we had a team meeting this morning and it's uh it's something that we've all been preaching to each other and and we're kind of buying into the to what our coach is saying and so it's it's healthy it's good and i think it's definitely contributing to the team's success and hopefully that can 
continues. And yeah, of course. Able to finish strong. And of, of course we got conference coming up. That's a goal of ours to win that and, and uh, make a postseason push. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it's great that like you're saying, everybody on the team is kind of, you know, being held accountable for this kind of stuff. And, you know, whereas like before you say, you know, most people probably just brush it off. I don't need to do it, but you know, you guys are putting in the work, you're seeing the results. I mean, that's great, man. And, and having a team that is so, you know, tight knitted and close, I mean, it just makes everything better. not only whenever you travel practice play, but even when you're winning, like you guys are. So, I mean, that's great. And yeah. I'm sure that you guys, you know, continue to put the work in, see those results. You guys will be doing, you know, get at the top of the line or top of the leaderboard for most of your guys' tournaments that you have left, you know? So yeah. that's no great. Doubt. That's great, man. I'd like to just talk about um, your individual wins a little bit. You you yeah. won at um, the Nick Watney Invitational, which was in Fresno. I'm actually from Fresno area. So I know right. that sunny side yeah. pretty well. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, a couple guys on the Fresno state team and kind of talk about what, what, how was the course playing that, you know, that, that tournament and whenever, cause I, you went to a, um, you were, you were tied with Carson, um, yep. from, uh, he plays at BYU, BYU. I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, once again, he's a really good player as well. He was, you know, he was just kind of in the running for the, the Western intercollegiate on TV and yep. stuff. And, so kind of talk about that moment a little bit when you're in that playoff going against him and stuff. And, you know, you made that last putt to win the individual, individual title and the team title. Kind of talk about that a little bit. Sure. Yeah. So uh, I've, I mean, I've put myself in, in the situation and, and chance to win a few times uh, mm-hmm. throughout college, but uh, in this situation, it was kind of, it kind of went back and forth all day between me and Carson. And then uh-huh. it was, it felt like a playoff all day, really. I mean, we were just bouncing back and forth with birdies. He, he holds out a sand shot on hole one to start the day. I go, <laughs> Hey, that's gonna, that's, that's how it's going to be then. And, uh, so what yeah, we were, uh, we we're, we we're pretty on and, uh, it came down to the final stretch and regulation, uh, yeah. 16, I birdied to tie it up and then 17, um it was a long par three and mm-hmm. I had kind of flared one out to the right in the bunker he f- striped one right over the pin but it went a little long and uh I was I was kind of one foot in the bunker one foot out it oh, was wow. it wow. was not a good not a good <laughs> leave at all short-sighted <laughs> like downhill my coach I was with my assistant coach and he goes well aim it at the hole bud yeah try and get <laughs> I, it out I hit, I hit my stand shot it actually flies into the cup, comes out, oh, trickles wow. out to like seven feet. And then he, Carson chips up and nearly holds it. So he wow. taps in. I make my seven footer. We go into 18. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, we go into 18, still tied. And um, I hit my drive left. He stripes it down the middle. Then he he actually has like a five, six footer for birdie. Mm-hmm. I got, I get up and down for par. He misses a six footer. Oh, so that was a gift there. right there. <laughs> yeah, it was a gift. I, was, I had my hat off. I felt like he, he was, I mean, just the way he was rolling all day. It was like, right. uh, I, I would have given it to him, man. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so luckily I was able to get into a playoff and then uh, strike my drive on 18. He hits his down the middle. Um, he kind of flares a three wood out into the front greenside bunker. He has like a 30 mm-hmm. yard bunker shot pins back left. Um, I stripe a four iron goes right over the flag. Um, I make my four, he makes five. And that was, that, that was, was it, man. 
yeah so did you guys go was, to the right or left green because i know uh for the listeners yeah, was, out there the right it was okay. on the right with the back yeah. left and location so yeah I, that's, I a, that's a better a green to go for yeah we didn't play the left green but i i kind of wish we did it makes it yeah. a whole lot harder yeah it, it definitely does because you know i mean you know the the Angle. the right the right green you're kind of staring right at that left yeah. green it kind of tucked back there left there's a little tree on the corner there you know so um it, that's a great way to go in a playoff and make you know make a birdie stuff it's not like you yeah. you, know, you won with a, a par or a bogey, yeah, exactly. you know that that's the way to go out and win you mm-hmm. know what i mean no and doubt. um i remember watching the live stream your coach was kind of putting it on instagram and stuff and um i mean of course i didn't i mean i know i knew who you were i didn't know you you know personally or anything but uh it was really pulling for you man just because uh, i kind of Kind of like Mason stuff, I've been following you a little bit and everything. And um, so, yeah, it was really cool to see you get that win. We're going to take a quick break to get a word in from our sponsors. And then you go on to, um, I believe it was Cal Baptist Tournament at uh, Goose Creek, which also, that's a very good golf course. It's short, yeah. of course, but windy out there. can blow out very there. Very windy. Yeah, yeah. Went out there, took the win, too. Kind of talk about that a little bit. Sure. Um, so, we didn't even know we were actually going to this event until about a few days prior just oh, because wow. our, yeah the whole schedule was kind of messed up because of covid we were trying to fill in one more tournament so we could have a full schedule and so mm-hmm. luckily uh the cal baptist coach reached out to ours and said hey we got an open spot and so we went down uh it's like riverside area yeah yeah and, Riverside uh, area. Yeah. played well team team dominated we kind of start to finish we felt like we were we were rolling, especially after uh, we finished runner up down in uh, or up in Fresno mm-hmm. week prior. So we had some good juju and uh, felt like we were capable. We felt like we were the team to beat there and yeah. kind of went in with that mentality. And we ended up winning by like 25 shots and then uh, blew the field out. Blew yeah, away. I, I won by five. And uh, the course, I mean, the course was playing hard. I was the only one under par for the whole tournament. So yeah. it was windy uh your typical kind of goose creek. it can blow out there yeah it was it was not the easiest and greens were super firm so it was just like you're kind of trying to flight some shots and then yeah. even if you flight it it's like gonna land hard so it, it was tough it was playing difficult but uh kind of like i said we stuck to our affirmations our gratitude yeah of course patience and uh it worked out yeah, I mean, that's awesome. And, you know, like yeah. you said, you're able to win by five and everything. You had that little extra cushion. You didn't have to go yeah, to the playoff nice. or anything. So that's <laughs> always nice. a little less stressful and stuff. But um, so, yeah. you, you know, you're kind of, you're in, I believe you're a redshirt junior this year. Am I, is that yep. correct? So are you taking that extra year of eligibility due to COVID or what are you going to do about that? Yeah, so I'm going to be taking the extra year. Um, yeah. It's it's tough because there's the new uh, PGA University. So you have yeah. to declare if, you have to declare if you're uh, if you're gonna take it. Seen like like people that didn't want to do the extra year are mm-hmm. classified as a senior for their normal grad year. Yeah. Uh, so now I'm technically a junior mm-hmm. because I didn't go into PGA University this year. So before the year even started, like you can't even determine if like even if you're playing well, like I have been playing well. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to turn pro, I'd be missing out on the opportunity for PGA University. So, right, right. and I, I'm, I'm not saying I don't want to come back. Like I'm very excited to have the extra year at LMU. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. I think there's no rush for me uh, to, to get out on the tour yet. So I think, uh, I think it's going to be a great opportunity. I don't think it can hurt at all. And uh, yeah, I'm grateful that I get an extra year of college and college golf for that matter. 
Heck yeah, man. And especially with your team, you know, you, oh, yeah. you, you guys are really, you know, tightly knitted, like you're saying, and do you know, get that extra year? I'm sure a lot of people would, you know, re- oh, yeah. really, really wish they had that, you know, and it's nice that it lines up kind of with your graduation date. Cause I mean, obviously that's a factor as well. Um, and so you, you, know, you touched a little bit on, you know, you're not in a rush to play pro golf, but you ultimately want to play pro golf. Is that right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's definitely the plan. Um, next year. I mean, I'm just, taking it day by day right now right. but yeah yeah of course um i'll be in pga university next year and mm-hmm. uh hopefully continue with the success and be able to um get inside the top i think it's top like 20 senior get it's something like on, that yeah yeah yep. get status on uh corn farrier or or latin or canada so mm-hmm. that's uh that's gonna be for sure the goal for next year and then uh if that's not the case, go into Q school and, and tear it up there and see where it takes me. Yeah, of course, man. And yeah. no, I wish you nothing but the best in that. I mean, you know, the way your game is kind of progressing and stuff, you know, I'm sure you're going to get there. You're going to do everything you can possibly to get to the places you want to be at and stuff. So yeah. I wish you nothing but the best for that, man. Appreciate and uh, we'll kind of get into the segment I like to call the fried egg. It's just why I like to ask you just kind of some random questions and stuff, kind of yeah. get to know you know, Gavin Cohen a little bit more. So we'll start off with the first one. This is kind of a standard. If you could have a dream foursome, who would be in it? It's a good question. Uh, I think I'm going to have to go. My dad, I'm going to have to go. Tiger. Yeah. Yep. And I think, I think Arnold Palmer would be pretty special. Arnold Palmer. Yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. You know that. A foursome. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's a great foursome. And it's nice that, you know, you threw your dad in there, man. I think I, I'd have to throw my dad in my, yeah, my foursome as well. So he, he's the goat. I got to have him. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, man. And then of course, Tiger, everybody's yeah. Yeah, you got to put Tiger in, man. It's Tiger yeah. Woods. So. Oh, totally. And um, it, so your past teammate, Mason Glenn, team was on the podcast, like we've said, um, what's something you'll never forget about him from being on the same team as him? Do you have any memories with him and, or kind of go into depth a little bit about that? Yeah, uh, a lot of stories were are probably for, <laughs> for maybe yeah. grabbing a drink at, at the nearest pub, but right, right, yeah. yeah. But uh, the best memory I have with Mason is I don't know. There's there's so many, but he was somebody that I felt like I could always go to the course and we could always be super competitive with one another. We could always push each other. We could always play for dinner or whatever it may be. Those were yeah. those were things that. At, at the time you kind of just take for granted but looking back at it it's, it was somebody that I felt like pushed me it was somebody that um just kind of made my my life easier at LMU and it, it he he's such a great dude he comes from such a great background and so yeah. I'm, I'm forever grateful for Mace and uh I wish nothing but the best for him man he's he's gonna do his thing and uh hopefully I see him out there in a few years on the PGA yeah, that'd be pretty sick, man. You know, yeah. you guys compete and stuff as a pro, and you, know, you guys awesome. are battling for you know for a team for the, on the team with our LMU, and that'd be so cool, man. And yeah, I know awesome. Mason; he's out there doing everything he possibly can as well. He's uh, yeah, kind of playing. A hard worker, so that's awesome. That's awesome. So that's my one of my favorite questions I like to ask everybody. So let's say you hit a shot in a pond, and it's sitting in the mud. So it's I mean you can you can see your ball, but it's All in right. the mud. Do you or do you not go in there to hit the shot to save your round? You know, you got to got to take off, you know, you got to take off the pants or shorts, whatever you got, shirt and stuff. You're going right. to go in there, get dirty and hit it? Or are you kind of like, ah, just take it. Ah, let's get dirty. <laughs> get whatever dirty. it takes, whatever yeah. it takes to just get the job done. I mean, if I got a shot and I have a yeah. swing, 
I always think of it from like the Bubba standpoint. If you got a swing, I got a shot. That's it, man. That's <laughs> it. I love that mentality, yeah, I man. Think, I think I'd take the Bubba mentality and get in there and get dirty. Heck yeah, man. You know, Mason said the same thing. He said, you know, it, uh, he's getting down in there and he's going to hit the shot, man. So, I mean, I haven't had anybody yet say, ah, you know, I'm not going to, not going <laughs> to hit the shot, you know? Yeah, so. that would be, that would, that'd be a letdown if somebody said that. Yeah, seriously. Right. So hopefully yeah. not, they wouldn't do that. But, um, and you know, any, anytime anybody gets in the water and is hitting a shot from the mud, it, it it's either going to make, you know, if it's on PJ tour, it's, it's going to be all TV. over Instagram. It's oh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, I yeah. mean, that would be priceless seeing that man. And, uh, so, kind of this is a little bit more serious one and what's your favorite golf memory you have you know i know you've played a lot of golf throughout your life you know maybe you have a golf memory with your dad maybe a golf memory with lmu or just kind of on your own hmm my best memory on the course it was probably my first hole in one with my dad that was that was pretty yeah. special and uh being able to do that when i was fairly young and and going to the get get guys drinks my dad was all hyped up <laughs> drinks after the round it was nice yeah that, that was probably something that I'll, I'll cherish forever and it's definitely something that is it's a clear visual so i'm gonna have to go with that as my best memory yeah what, where where was your hole in one at kind of what course and stuff yeah can, it was uh ventana canyon country club which is uh down in tucson where i'm from originally and nice nice pretty solid track Nice. so awesome. definitely recommend if you're if you're ever down there go go tee it up there how far was the hole how far was the hole in one it was an eight iron from i want to say like 150 nice. i mean this is back when i was a little younger but, but yeah hey, still hey yeah, man it ball good. goes in the hole yeah. it was one two bounce trickle and went in <laughs> let's go that's awesome man you know yeah. that's that i i totally relate with you man i mean i think my my first home one i had my dad with me as well and uh it's just really a cool moment awesome great moment really great moment to have that um so i got another kind of you gotta think about the question a little bit there's a little different couple different parts but would you rather play with somebody who's painfully slow so somebody that's just you know they're out there they're taking their sweet time (laughs) or would you rather play with somebody who's on track to shoot 100 so they could be playing really fast but they're they're hitting just loads of shots but the other person could be shooting the slowest 60 50 yeah i think i have to go at the 100 yeah and i mean this might sound a little messed up but it is pretty funny seeing some bad shots (laughs) oh no no you're totally you kind of have to hold yourself back at times and it it almost loosens you up a little bit and you don't have to feel bad if you're a couple over right yeah yeah, I i think i'm gonna have to go with the 100 ball yeah, I know. I, I, you know, I completely agree because I can slow golf is painful. Oh, I hate slow golf. I can't golf. do it. I, I think don't know that, how people do I think it. it kills the game, man. I mean, mm-hmm. slow golf is just what's so unattractive about golf. Like that's, I mean, you, you have a conversation with some random on the street about golf and they're like, Oh, it takes so slow. It's so long. And yeah, having, I mean, I will forever preach quick golf see it hit it and roll it. let's go that's it i completely agree man and um yeah i'd have to go with the same thing as well um so you kind of talked about you played some sports growing up and stuff um well, I mean, what do you like to do when you're not playing golf do you like to kind of you know go throw the baseball around a little bit do you have you know maybe play maybe shoot some hoops i mean what do you like to do besides whenever you're not playing golf yeah i mean i i love being outside being active uh i grew up in a family that that's kind of all we did. There was never really sitting around, just hanging out. There was 
always fast paced, always moving, like playing catch with my dad or brother. Yeah. Or kicking the soccer ball with my sister. Um, we, we were all pretty athletic growing up. So just being outside doing sports. I mean, I, my whole life, I feel like is centered around sports. So being able to do that, I feel like I'm always happy and enjoying my time doing that. So yeah, I'd say, I'd say just being outside and playing sports, whether it's, I mean, it could be Frisbee, it could be uh, just anything like anything. Yeah. Yeah. Give, give me anything. Yeah, of course. And I mean, especially, you know, besides maybe the summers in Arizona might get a little too hot, but I mean, it's got to just be beautiful. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. That's when you got to go play pickup inside of of your local gym, wherever it is. Yeah. Wherever the AC is just getting. Exactly. That's That's brutal. That's brutal. But, um, so this one, I probably can probably guess the answer, but I would like to ask you anyway. So who's inspired you to be the person slash golfer you are today? Hmm. I don't think it's my dad. Oh uh, no. Okay. Yeah. All right. That was going to be, that was going to be my answer. My, uh, my swing coach slash mentor, uh, her name's Susie Myers. She, uh, she's down in Tucson. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out point a golf. Uh, she's, she's definitely moved me to, to be the golfer that I am. And she's shaped not only just my mentality towards golf, but my mentality towards life. I think she's, uh, one of the most special human beings. Uh, I could, I can't say enough about her. Um, she's, she's very successful at what she does. She's, uh, she's got the right kind of demeanor and yeah, she's, she's shaped for sure. She's contributed a lot of my success in golf. So again, oh. shout out Susie and shout out point a golf. That's it, man. That's it. How long have you been working with them? Uh, I've been with her since I was probably around, 15 or 16 so oh, it's wow been, yeah yeah since high school yeah so she's been able to see kind she's of your by my side. yeah she's she's been great that's awesome and that's great that you have you know a swing coach mentor there to be able to kind of push you and everything it's nice that you know your dad was able to get you into it from the beginning yeah. but um you know kind of maybe a, a father figure your your parent can only put you so far or get to, to a certain right. point and you know you got to take that extra step yeah. so it's nice you're able to do that and um so, I mean, hey, man, that'll wrap up this week's episode of Scrambling with Dylan Otto featuring Gavin Cohen. Gavin, thank you so much for coming on, man, and chatting. Get to know yeah, you a little appreciate bit. appreciate you having me. Yeah, no problem. And um, yeah, like I said, I wish you nothing but the best, not only for yourself, but for the whole team as, you know, LMU as a whole. I'll be looking at the results and kind of posting you guys as you guys go through conference. And, you know, I really hope you guys make it to that postseason and really do some damage out there. I appreciate it. Yeah, awesome. go Lions. <laughs> yep, there you go, man. All righty. Well, have a good one, everybody, and uh, take care. Thank you. Hey everyone, thanks again for listening to this week's episode of Scrambling with Dylan Otto. Just want to let you guys know I create an Instagram for the podcast called Scrambling Podcast. You can head over there, follow for updates on the episodes, as well as material that I'll be talking about in the episodes like videos or photos. So you can check them out there and get a little more insight on the episodes. Thanks again for listening and have a good one.